Vet Girl Podcast, we review a common presenting complaint to emergency veterinarians, hemoabdomen. Most of us know that the majority of spontaneous hemoperitoneums are due to bleeding splenic masses, malignant or not. And if you're dealing with a hemangiosarcoma, the long-term prognosis isn't great. But have you thought about what factors might be associated with a worse perioperative outcome? For example, from the time of admission for the bleeding through surgery to discharge in this critically ill emergent population? Well, Lux and all out of UC Davis wanted to evaluate this. So in a study called Perioperative Outcome in Dogs with Hemoperitoneum, 83 Cases from 2005 to 2010, they retrospectively evaluated cases of spontaneous and traumatic chemoperitoneum that went to surgery over a five-year period. 83 dogs were included during the study period, of which the majority had spontaneous hemoperitoneum, 92.8%, and the remaining six had a history of traumatic hemoperitoneum. The following were the most common clinical signs seen, lethargy in 80%, anorexia in 40%, and vomiting in 14%. 16% of the patients also had an episode of acute collapse before clinical evaluation. Almost 50% of the dogs were tachycardic, defined as a heart rate greater than 140 beats per minute, and 12% had a heart murmur. Patients that were tachycardic on presentation were significantly less likely to be discharged from the hospital. Age, body weight, body temperature, respiratory rate, and systolic arterial blood pressure on presentation were not significantly associated with survival to discharge. None of the clinical laboratory values evaluated, including PCV, platelet count, albumin, prothrombin, activated partial thromboplastin time, and lactate, among others, were significantly associated with survival to discharge. In this study, evidence of pleural effusion based on thoracic radiographs was a negative prognostic indicator for discharge. All of the dogs in the study received a blood transfusion and four patients received massive transfusions. By the way, a massive transfusion is defined by one of three criteria. When a transfusion of whole blood or blood components in volume is A, greater than a patient's estimated volume within 24 hours, B, half of the patient's estimated blood volume in three hours, or C, 150% of the patient's blood volume irrespective of time. The need for massive transfusion was also a negative prognostic indicator for discharge. Of the 77 dogs with spontaneous hemoperitoneum, 87% had neoplasia as the underlying cause, with 76% being hemangiosarcoma. This is very similar to previous studies that have been done. Looking at all of the dogs and all sources of bleeding, those with splenic rupture as the underlying cause were significantly more likely to be discharged as compared to neoplasia of the liver or kidney, etc. Postoperatively, respiratory disease secondary to suspected pulmonary thromboembolism or acute respiratory distress syndrome was negatively associated with discharge. Overall, a total of 15.7% of dogs died or were euthanized in the perioperative period. Three suffered cardiopulmonary arrest and were unable to be resuscitated. Six were euthanized during surgery due to suspected metastatic disease or uncontrolled hemorrhage, and four were euthanized postoperatively due to complications including suspected pulmonary thromboembolism, aspiration pneumonia, and DIC. So, what can we take away from this Vet Girl podcast now that we're all depressed?
In the study, dogs with hemoperitoneum were less likely to be discharged from the hospital if they were tachycardic, had bicavital, in other words, abdominal and pleural effusion, developed respiratory disease due to PTE or ARDS, or required massive blood transfusions. The only good news? Splenic disease as the underlying cause of the bleeding was positively associated with discharge. This may be because splenectomy is generally less complicated than surgery of other abdominal organs like the liver or kidney. There are a few limitations of this study. First, this is a small retrospective study, and since only a few animals did not survive to discharge, it's difficult to evaluate the true significance of these prognostic findings. That said, even though this study is small, the information provided might be helpful to clients making difficult decisions about treating their pet with hemoperitoneum and possible contributing factors to outcome. So, in conclusion, in dogs with hemoperitoneum, perioperative risk factors that may worsen outcome include tachycardia on presentation, the need for massive transfusion, bicavitary effusion, and development of severe respiratory disease postoperatively. These may be important factors to talk with your owners about when discussing prognosis. If the disease is confined to the spleen, however, survival to discharge is more likely.